Today's learning here in the Hollywood Shtibol of the Daf Yaimi should be Le'ele Nishmas Gitopero Bas Betzalo. Today's Daf is Daf Chavav. We're going to start from the Ban Mochafei Amit Beis. It is Wednesday, January 29th, Gimel Shvat. And I think it makes sense to go back to... Uh, there's a... So it's um, it's about four lines before they get wide, uh, ultra wide on Chafhei with base twenty twenty five B twenty five B Amar five words before the end of the line. Uh, so it's about ten lines up altogether from the bottom of the page of twenty five B of Chafhei with base. Amr Rabbi Yisef, by me name of Huna, I asked Rabbi Huna the following Shiloh. Mita, if I have a bed, and I put this chamber pot or some item that prevents me from davening in proximity to it, but I put it away, I put it out of mind and out of sight. Where did I put it? I put it under my bed. So Pachas Mishlaisha, if it, the bed, the space underneath the bed is... Uh, less than a space of three tefachim, so a tefach is what? Uh, the, the hand's breadth, so it's four, three inches. Is this three inches? Something like that, right? So times three would be ten, nine inches. So less than that, pshikli, the kalavad dami, that's lavad, the laws of halachic uh, walls and machitzas. Make it that it's like, it's considered on the ground, and it's that that's fine. You could say Krishma, the it's considered like it's it's uh, disappeared. Even though it's part of the bed, it's okay. It's underneath the bed. Okay. Um, okay. So, it's, so so Rashi's It's considered hidden. It's considered in the ground. Uh, it's not on the ground. It's on top of the ground. That's what Lovet does. Lovet is this magical halachic wall that makes something in the ground, even though it's above the ground. By sukkahs we have it, that if you have a gap in your schach or you have a gap in your walls, so you have halachic walls, you have love it, it, make, it, fill, it fills the, the, the gap with yeah, like uh, halachic matter. Everything preview. Okay. But it yeah. still seems like it would be sort of the bed, though. Part of the bed. That's what it's confusing. Part well, of the bed. Well, the Gemara is saying that it's, it's like the ground. That since it's less than three off the ground... It's less than three twelve off the ground. It's part of the ground. So if it's now, in the but, ground, but, it's covered. But, but it's it's covered. It's in the ground. And it's covered by a bed. It sounds perfect. Now it might not look that way when you look at it. Shloisha. The question was shloisha abba shisha shiva shmaina teisha mahu. If it's four, five, six, seven, eight, nine tefachim, a larger space. So it's not really part of the ground. And this is maybe what wrong. It's there. It's under the bed. It's. It, 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 but it's not considered covered enough. Or is it? I don't know the halacha. Asara vadai lemi boili. Ten is also not a shaila to me. Why not? Because that's for sure uh, considered above the ground and not considered covered. But it's only the intermediate one that... Uh, that I could even possibly have a shaila. If it's a ten, then no question it's okay. Because uh, it's a separate domain. That's a... Well... Yeah, the Gemara is not. The Gemara just says Rishus Achariti. Rashi says, um, uh, actually, it's not. It, 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 since it's so far above the ground, 
that's that your problem that that it's uh, that it would be problematic that it's Where'd not considered go? covered at all. The Gemara's lashon is not as clear. Amar Rava, so Rava says, so Abai said, that Abai says that it's for sure considered its own area and there wouldn't be a halachic problem. That's what Abai says. Amar Rava, and we didn't have an answer. Amar um, are now on the first ultra wide line down on Chafem base. Halacha Kerb Shimon ben Elazar vechei in Amar Bali Amar Biakov Barad Bashmu Halacha Kerb Shimon ben Elazar. Rabba Amar ain Halacha Kerb Shimon ben Elazar. So Kerb Shimon ben Elazar is the one who taught us. They earlier uh, argued with Kerb Shimon ben Gamliel, and Kerb Shimon ben Gamliel said. Doesn't matter how far away you are in the room, right? Even a bias up to one hundred amas, you cannot say Krishma if you have a toilet in the room. If you have a chamber pot in the room, it's uh, it has to be removed. But wh- whether the halacha is like that or not, it's a machleik is in the gemara. And as Judah's favorite story time, Rav Achoy Iyasekle Lebrebe Rav Yitzchok Bashmu Bar Marta. They were get, he was marrying off his son and uh, to the house, daughter of Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Shmuel Bar Mat. So they had a chopa, Mazel Tov, but they were not able to consummate the marriage. The chassan was unable to consummate the marriage. So they went to check out to investigate What's going on? Why is it? What's the condition over here that this Chassan and Kala are not uh, able to have a normal relationship? Chazah Sefer de Mancha, and he saw that in the room where they were living, there was a Sefer Torah. There was a Sefer Torah. Amr lehu, echu hasht le'yasoyis akantan le'brei. Wow, you're trying, you put my son in danger. The Tanya, he says, you're trying to kill my son over here. So he says, don't you know the halacha, that you're not allowed to have marital relations in a room where there's a Sefer Torah, so it's a good thing. Now, now I understand why uh, they don't seem to have a normal relationship and why he's unable to consummate the marriage because you're endangering his life by putting a Sefer Torah in their bedroom. Days, the, the, the oh, hold on, hold too. on. I don't know. Hold on. <laughs> First of all, I don't know what's with Florida. Florida, none of the shuls have a regular politeness. Like, I don't know, a lot of it's shuls. It's from New York people. It's from New York people. Okay. Oh, oh, okay, let's see. The Gemara is going to get a little bit into the discussion. You know, give away the end of it. Um, I'm a clean. I feel Sarah. Abayah said, even if you have 10 coverings, if they're meant for it, that's not considered like it's putting it into a separate area. Um, rather, it's all considered one. So if you have a... Amarava, glima akmetra kikli kli dami. If you have um, a special... Uh, a special 
box or sack or uh, item that covers, a special vessel that covers the Sefer Torah, that's considered already enough to make it that it's a Kli, kli it's one inside of another, and that would be permissible to have a Sefer Torah there. Amr of Yeshua ben Levi. Sefer Torah tzarech l'azalei mechitza asar. So Yeshua ben Levi says, in fact, you need more than just a bag for it. You need a proper mechitza, ten tzvachim. You need a dividing wall. Would a parechas count as a divider? Since it's, it's the clue that you usually use it for, so it's not Yeah, but the parechas goes on the outside. It's not well, used for it, though. Yeah, so. okay. I don't know. I right. Don't know. I a French know. door, a French screen. You know what a French screen is, right? Like you have a... Yeah. yeah. It's not usually used to cover it. That, that's not usual. People have to yeah. return in their bedrooms also. But if people have in the living room, people have a shul in the house, and then suddenly they have company that they need to live room for guests. So what do they do? <laughs> so what do they do? Amar Rabbi Shub and Levi, again, Chavav and Alf, second line down, Sefter Tzarek Laza Mechitza Asar, Mazutra Ikla Lebei Ravashi, Chazah Dukhtei Demar Bar Ravashi, Demanach Mesefer Torah, Vavla Mechitza Asar. He saw the place where he had a, uh, his bedroom, and he saw where he had his Sefer Torah. Amar Lei, and, and there was a Mechitza Asar. So he said to him, this whole hatter of Machitza of 10 that you're relying on to keep a Sefer Torah and a bed in the same room is only in an in instance where you don't have another room. But if you have a bias Acharina, if you have another room, a bias in this context, doesn't mean house necessarily. It could mean just another room in the house, another dwelling. Um, then you're not even allowed to rely on the mechitza of ten. I did not realize that. I guess I didn't realize that you that you had another that you had another option that you had another room to put it in. So even the mechitza asara, it seems like the Gemara is saying is only as a b'diavet, only as a shasat chak. And if you have no, ideally, don't put a Sefer Torah in your bedroom. And there might even be a shul in your neighborhood that wants that Sefer Torah to use. But al um, if you were asking halacha, it would seem from this Gemara that, a, that you would need a mechitza. You wouldn't work for just another covering, just another bag. Um, you would need a proper mechitza separate from the the storage device that's used. Kame yarchach mehen uminatsoya arba amas. So the Gemara continues on the Mishnah that you need to go dalad amas. And we already had a discussion on this for Kriya Shema, right? We already had a discussion on how much... Uh, <coughs> uh, on, uh, we already had a discussion. This is the last words of the Mishnah of Chavez and Bez. We already had a discussion about uh, how much, whether you have to distance from smell or from where you can't see it anymore, etc. Says the Gemara, Amar Rav, Amar Rav Schaira, Amar Rav Huna, Loi Shanu Ela Churub, Avalafana of Marachik Malay Einav. If it's behind you, but if it's in front of you, then you, of course it doesn't help Dalad Amas. It's only if the offending Tsaya, the refused, the garbage, is, be, is, is behind you. But if it's in front of you, you can't daven while you can see it. 
V'chein Latvila, and the same thing for Shmaina Esrei. There's no, uh, there's no distinction. Eidi, Frek, the Gemara, is that so? V'am Rafram by Papa, I'm Rav Chizda. Aymed Adam, Kenegid Beis Akisei, you mispalel. A person, Aymed Adam, Kenegid Beis Akisei, you mispalel. A person's allowed to stand next to a, uh, as long as they're four amas away from a bathroom and daven. So is Gemara correct? That is true, but the mission is talking about where there's actual waste inside the bathroom. But the, this that Rav Chizda said, that it's a permissible, is only if there is no, um, is if there's nothing in it. Aini, is that so? Says the Gemara of Amr, this Besakisa that we were talking about, is even if there's no tzaya, you still need to maintain a distance. And even a Besa Merchatz, where people wash themselves, a bathhouse, he can't dive in next to it. So talking about where it was, uh, it was new, clean. Says Gemara, did we not ask a question whether if you designated a Besa Kise, you designated something for a bathroom but it was not yet used, does it have the status of a Besa Kise or not? That question is only applicable whether the Daven in it, but the daven near it is not even a question that it's permissible. Amrava hani the parsoi, the Persian bathrooms. The way they built their toilets, the way their, their primitive toilets was built in a way that even if there was refuse in it, it had some type of pipe that carried it a little bit into the ground that you didn't see or know know that it was there that the uh, human waste was there because it had already gone into the ground. Um, kind of like our bathroom. Right, right, right like Mamash like our bathrooms, yeah. except our bathrooms, it keeps going to the city yeah. sewer. Yeah, there yeah. it just went into the ground, but it went a little bit further into the ground. So it's an amazing thing that the Parsayim, the Persian toilets, were ready to be considered to be uh, more modern right, versions. So could you say modern day bathroom? That's well. I'd say that it's more definitely more lenient. Uh, definitely a question whether our base, we wouldn't. But whether our base kise is considered a place where you can't walk in with tefillin or tzitzis, um these shilas we have leniencies. I'm not saying that's what we do, but there certainly are people who rely on that. Uh, Zav says the Mishnah. Zav Sharoya Kerry. Three cases, Now these sound very familiar to us. Why do they sound so familiar? Because the Gemara already brought down this Mishnah on Chafala from base. That's why. Zav So again, first case is Zav. So a person, a man who's seen a flow of Tumah for uh, now, while he's already Tameh, he sees Keri and Night, an incident of Tumah at night while you're sleeping. Case number two is a Nida, Shapalta Shikhva Zera. So a woman who is a Nida and 
she, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming that she had relations with a man before she was a Nida, or let's just say that, that it was before she became a Nida. And what happens is for up to three days after a, a man and woman have marital relations, so, so we are suspect that it's possible that she will, her body will uh, eject part of the zera, and so she became a nida. Let's say the next day. I think I think that's the next case. That I'm on the uh, uh, nida shapolta zera. But how is it possible that she's part of the shechva zera? Yeah, I, I guess she was over. That's what I'm saying. What? I think she was over on this one. Because the next case is Mishavesh uh, Shuras Anida. So that's, that's the only difference between the second case and the third case is the order. Uh huh. I think. Because I, I, I remember, I only remember. Rashi says, Rashi says, Anida Shapolta Ata Hatashmish Shimsha Esmol Koydim Shirasa. Rashi says, on the case of Shapolta Shikhva that it's talking about where she had uh, relations the day before, before she was a Nida. Oh, so, so that's where I'm coming from. Uh, so, so again, a woman who's married, she's perfectly permissible to be with her husband. In over here, the second case is that it's a Nida who emits semen. The third is has intercourse but does not emit semen. Per the so that Josh, that's the answer to your question. The third case is not talking about where she's pilot Shuffle Zara. Okay. Okay. But then, then how is she ever been married? No, okay. no, I'm Shamesha Nida. No, what do you mean? One second. Shamesha Shirasa Nida is talking about where the Emtsatash was probably. That it, right? That she's having, she's in the middle of having relations and she sees Dam Nida. That's okay. a simple case. But why? But because she's a Dinbar Kerry, no? Well, in that third case, she needs Tfila because she saw Dam Nida. Yeah, but I thought, I thought all these three are Yeah, they were from Valkyrie. That's why I thought that was... Yeah, well, yeah, you're talking the about the, hus- the man is a Valkyrie. Well, the man needs to be titled because of the Valkyrie. Because she's discharging semen. So why would she need immersion? One second, one second. Right away. So that... Yeah, but that's a... I mean, it's... She's... Yeah, it's the woman, but she's Tomei because of his Zara. She's not Tomei right. because of Kerry. Right. There's no Kerry for the woman. One second, let's just get through the first three cases and then we'll get back to all this. Case number one is a man who sees Kerry. That means that he sees a, a Tumah in, in the night, but he was already Tumah. So he was already Tumah and he saw more Tumah in, in, in the night. Why that's a Chiddush, we'll see in the Gemara if we, didn't, if we don't remember from when we saw it. Second case is Anida. She's a woman, she's Anida. She anyway needs to be table. Now the Chiddush is here is that Besides for the Nida, Dam Nida, she also ejected uh, Zera semen from the, from an Tashmish with her husband. We'll see why that's a Chiddush more than a regular Nida, what the Gemara wants from that fact. And the third case is Hamashamesha, Sharasa Nida, that a woman who had Tashmish and then she sees Dam Nida. And Mark pointed out the Mishnah does not say anything in that case about being pilot Shech with Zera. In the third case, whether she was pilot shikh or not, we're always chayshish for it. But whether she was or not is irrelevant to the Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda Paiter. And Rabbi Yehuda says 
that you do uh, Paita. What that Kirin. means, because there's anyway a chi of tefillah over well, here. You don't think about Kerry needs to immerse, right? Isn't it? We had Rabbi Huda's opinion before. Right. That's what he's saying. Uh, I mean, let's, the Gemara is exactly in that. Right? Normal or good? Okay, so we have three different cases or not? We have three separate cases. The question is, what's the chiddush of each case over here? Um, what's the chiddush over here? So the first case, we already know that's the case, the chiddush is that, uh, that, that he has to be toivol, a separate tefillah for Thomas for Tikkun Ezra. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what that means, practically. Um, and Anita also, she's good. What, which... How could it be that I need um, high of two tefillas? It's right? Yeah, but so 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 you're saying that since Minatera, okay, so that's the chiddush. Minatera, she's going to be tamei to her husband. She's going to be tamei for truma tahiris. But if she wants to daven shmoy nasrei, or she wants to learn, or she wants to learn dafyami, so then uh, she has to do tikkun ezra. She has to be be tayvul. And the Chiddush is that that works, because ultimately she still has Tomah. Ebailu, yeah? Ebailu. Says the Gemara. Shrek the Gemara. Balkerish Raziva Rabbi Yehuda Mahu. So now we're doing the opposite case, right? A Balkeri that sees a flow of Tomah. Kipater Rabbi Yehuda, this there, Rabbi Yehuda said that there's no requirement for Tefillah for a Balkeri. That's by a zav that doesn't need to be tayvul because even in a tayra, avobalkari shara ziva demeikar batfilahu. But a balkari who needs, as was said, has to go to the mikvah before they say kriyashma adav and learn mechayev, and therefore they should be chayev. I don't loishna tashma. Says the Gemara, bring a proof. Proof is going to be from the third case. It's the same exact case as a man who is a Zav and sees carry and sees carry. In fact, Rabbiya taught us in a Mishnah or in a Brisa explicitly. That the Machlekes of the Mishnah is really going on a fourth case as well. The case which is the exact opposite of case one of our Mishnah is also a Machlekes. Not just a Zav that sees Keri, but a Balkeri that sees Ziva. So Ziva is, is, is I mean, we don't, we don't have these, uh, today we don't have a, a Zav or a Ziva, but uh, uh, where there's a flow in, uh, of Tumah from a man by day, and then he sees at night... Rabbi Huda would still say that if he, he's not going to need to be table in order for uh, It's interesting that Rashi switches back and forth between when he says is what the tefillahs carry for helps. In the first Rashi on the Mishnah at the end, he says she's going to come to Davin uh, He doesn't say by a woman. I guess uh, it wasn't the derech in those days for a woman to need to be toivol in order to learn to study Torah. <laughs> okay. But for a man, Rashi doesn't even mention Yudches. Rashi just mentions the Dibri Torah. Hadron Allah, 
Misha Mesu. We have finished the parak of Misha Mesu. That is wild. We are on to the fourth parak in Brahms. Yep. Ready? You can dive in Shachas, don't tell anybody, until midday. Mm-hmm. What, the, what time is Nate's today? What time is Nate's? Is like 7 ish? 7.06. So midday would be, I don't know what the Shah's money is at this time, but uh, six hours later would be about 1.06. Is that Chatzais? Is about 1 ish? So what? Starting in a quarter to 1. I'm not in the minion business over here. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, yeah, review time. Add dollar choice. Uh, you only have four hours. So, then you see a little ice over there. So, it looks like Zmantfila will expire four hours after, which would be at about 11 o'clock. Mincha, uh, what time can you dive in Mincha? Tfilsa Mincha. Until the evening time. When's that? This is no, you don't have that much time. You have to finish Mincha uh, ready by Plaga Mincha. What about Mayrev? Ain't like Father, there's no set time. That ready, we go back to our first Mishnah in, uh, in the first Mishnah in Brachas, where we talked about Shema, saying Shema the entire evening. And Musif, you can daven. An entire day, and just for some people, take it out. But uh, you does say till seven hours that you also have a time limit of when you have to finish Musaf on Shabbos or Yom Tov. Did we not learn that you have to say right after Shema, right after you finish the bracha of Baal Yisrael? And which would be at Neitzachama at sunrise, says the Gemara. Kitanya That's the uh, not the halachic limit. That's a special halacha for people who daven vasikin. The Amr Rabbi Yechlam, the early ones vasikin. How you goyimim myself in Neitzachama v'kuleyama adchatzos adchatzos. So everybody else daven till chatzos, but it was never established. That everybody took on themselves the chumrah of the vasikin. Says more of a sulai, you can't daven shachers past chatzais. The armor of Mary Bereder of Huna Bereder of Yemi of Abraham of Yechlan. Tov loyespil somebody who forgot to daven Meirev. Mesvav shachers shtayim, no big deal. He can daven two shmoyin esrays in the morning. Shachers, if he forgot to daven shachers, mesvav b'mincha shtayim. He can daven two of them by mincha. Kula yoyma matzli ba'azal says the Gemara. Kula yoyma matzli ba'azal. The whole day you can daven. Ad chatzos yavilei schat fila bezmana. Mikan ve'elach schat fila yavila schat fila bezmana lo yavila. The rest of the day, once you hit midday, so you can still get rewarded for davening, for saying your Shemona Esri of Shachos, you'll still get the reward, but for davening, Tefillah Bismana, that you lose out on the reward. Yibari Lehu. That's where we have the following question. Tav Yispal Mincha Mahu. Ooh, somebody who did not daven the Shemona Esri of Mincha. What are they going to do? Mahu Shispal Ibeshtayim. Do you daven Mayrev twice? Now, why is this such a difficult question? 
You told me in the Mishnah that you just quoted me that if somebody didn't dab in Marib, they can dab in Shachros twice. Of course, because by the Jewish day, the day starts in the evening and the, the Marib and the Shachros are the same day, are connected. It says in the Pasuk, that is one day. So the next morning I can still continue on my tefillah. I can still make it up. But Mincha, uh, since the day is over already and the Tamid, the Kabbanas are all finished for that day. What does it help for you to make up that Shemona Esrei by night, which is the next day already? You can't, you missed it. In the base of Mikdash, they didn't bring the Tamid of Tuesday. Does it help to bring two Tamidim of when, on Wednesday? No. It's, it's a different day. It's a different Chiv. You missed it. I don't know. Or perhaps you'll say no. Kivan did slus The end of the day, you're davening to Hashem. And it's not a carbon, in fact. If it was a carbon, if it was the actual sacrifice, you would be right. But rather, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's davening to Hashem, and therefore you can daven whenever you want. Tashima. If you didn't and there's no problem with the fact that it's in place of carbonus and carbonus you would not have a makeup. So that's a direct answer from Rabbi Yechanan. May say, says Gemara, we will find you a contradiction to that from a Brisa as follows. We quote a pasuk in Kahelas. The, you cannot fix the, the, the inquity and the sin, and you cannot make up the loss. is referring to somebody who didn't say Shema of the evening time. Somebody who missed any of those tefillahs. Uh, and this loss that you cannot make up is somebody who held back their friend from doing a mitzvah, like Nimnei Mahem, and didn't get, didn't participate. That Pazim Kayalis, which has a very strong description of the avla, of the wrongdoing of somebody who, deliberate, who, who does not recite one of the tefillahs, who misses his daily obligation, seems to imply that you can't make it up the next day. That's talking about somebody who did it b'mezid. On purpose. The fact that the, that Brisa, which explains the Pazit and Kahelis, does not talk about the case where somebody was ta, somebody errors, somebody by mistake, or does not daven, that's a proof that that Pazit is in fact not referring to somebody who unintentionally misses a tefillah, but rather infers to somebody who intentionally says, I don't need to pray this part of prayer. I don't need to say this davening. I'm going to skip. Says the Gemara, Chavav Amid Beis, Tan Rabban. Tav Mincha Be'erev Shabbos. Okay, so now it gets a little more complicated, right? So Erev Shabbos, a person doesn't, Mincha on Erev Shabbos, Person doesn't daven mincha, but by mistake, not on purpose, right? They thought maybe they had more time. They come to shul, they find out they missed the boat. Mispal below Shabbos Shtayim. They can daven 
Friday night, two Myrabs. So there's a huge Chiddush on two fronts. First of all, the question that we had before made it seem like it's not so simple to daven two Myrabs instead of Mincha. And your Mincha was a weekday davening. Your Shabbos Friday night is a Shabbos davening. Is that changed the circumstances, perhaps? And of course, the same complexity will reappear the next day. Shabbos Mincha. If somebody, uh, they, they didn't daven Mincha on Shabbos. They can actually daven two Meirivs Matzei Shabbos, which is a huge Chiddush because that's already a different, uh, it's, it's already Shabbos is over. Now, we know what's different in now Matzei Shabbos Meiriv than the whole week's Meiriv is that we put in Ata Chanantanu. We put in Havdalah into our Shmona Esrei Saturday night. So, Mavdo Berishayna Ve'ena Mavdo Bashnia. You do Havdalah only in the first Shmona Esrei. So, what's going to happen is a guy comes into Shul and he's so happy nobody's staring at him that he just reappeared and he looks like he slept like Hani Amagal. And uh, he's, he's doing great. He had a great Shabbos afternoon and... He comes time for Meirev, so he realizes he has to have two Shemayin Ashrays. So the first one he does, like everybody else, with Havdalah, he does uh, in the first one. The Mavdo and doesn't say Havdalah in the second Shemayin Ashray. So Ve'en Hivdil B'Shniya, V'loi Hivdil B'Rishayna. And if in the end he switched that around, then he did Havdalah in his second Shemayin Ashray. Shniya also lay. So the second one counts for his Matzah Shabbos for his Saturday night evening service. Uh, service. But his first Shmona Esrei, which he didn't do Abdallah in, which he was supposed to, it doesn't, uh, doesn't work. He's still missing the Shmona Esrei. For no, he had to do it a third time. Right, he's still missing the Shmona Esrei. So that, I, 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 that, that you're putting that words in. Well, I'm putting it. No one else has. <laughs> Where does it say that? In the Gemara. The Gemara says, I The Gemara says, Loy Osle. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Whether he does, does a third one or not. Atarantan is required in the first one because the first one is not. Is it, we, do we learn from here in general? That uh, if somebody skips at the Fenatani, he has to say something. Right, so the Gemara is going to try that. Yeah, the Gemara is going to try that. Yeah, the Gemara is going to try that. That's the Gemara. Hold on, hold on. The Gemara is going to try that one. The member of the Kivindalai Abdullah Kamaisa Kamandalai Solidami Umahadrinilai. Do you mean to tell me that because you didn't say Abdullah in the first one, it's like you didn't daven Shmon Esrei and we make you go back and repeat Shmon Esrei, which Norman's right. We don't, we don't do that. Urmini, you know why we don't do that? Because it says in the Brisa as follows. If somebody's forgot to say Mashvaruch Marida Geshem, in Tchis HaMesim, or they didn't say St. Talamat Lebracha. And Bechaz Hashanim in Shmon Esrei, Machzir Noisai, you have to repeat Shmon Esrei. Havdallah Bechayin Adas, if they forgot to say, Achtachan Atanu Evchan Das, Ein Machzir Noisai. Norman's correct. You don't go back. Why not? In fact, Mepneshi Yachalayim Ralakais. So we have a Brisa which tells you that if you forgot Havdallah in the first Shmon Esrei, it doesn't make sense to tell me the halacha is like also like that it didn't work. Because we know you don't have to repeat it in a normal week. So why this week, just because you're saying two Shmona Esrays, would you have to repeat it? Kasha. Is the Gemara correct? I don't have an answer. You're right. That's a Kasha. 
since the halacha is in fact with that latter brisa, the memra that we said earlier is hard to under, is difficult to understand because we said that you have to if you didn't say havdalah in the first amida in the first one that's right then you have to <laughs> then you have to repeat yourself. Uh, that, 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 now you got me. Then it doesn't count, <laughs> right? So uh, it's 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 a uh, it's a kasha from this brisa. Itmar Reb Yosi Reb Chanina Reb Amar. Gemara says as follows: Tefilas Avos Tiknum. Who was Masaka in Shmoyna Esrei? <coughs> so the Avos Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, right? Shubin Levi Amar Tefilas connected to Midim Tiknum. No, Davening was instituted to correspond to the offerings, the daily offerings in the temple. We have rises to support both opinions. Tanya Kavas is like a fundamental Gemara, if you think about it. Like this is the this is the reason why you daven. There's Why is it that we daven every day? Who instituted it? What's the reason? Is it because of not who instituted it, but is it because of Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, because of our forefathers' acts, or is it because of the Beis Hamikdash? Tanya Kavasei the Reb Yaisi Bar Chanina. Avram Tikkun Fil Shachos. Where do we know that Avram Avinu instituted the morning prayers? Shneimar by Yashkim Avram by Baiker Alamokam Asher Amad Sham. Avram Avinu woke up in the morning and he went to the place Asher Amad Sham that he was standing. The Ein Amida Elatfila. What does it mean Asher Amad Sham that he stood there that he davened? So we see that Amida has to do with his palal, with tefillah. Yitzchak tikkun tefillah's mincha. Yitzchak Avinu instituted the tefillah of mincha, Shneemar. Right? That's when Rivka was coming back and he went to the field to, to bow in the field. The ain't sicha elatfila doesn't mean uh, bowing; it means uh, davening. Shnei matfila liani kiyatayf lefnei Hashem yishpoich sicha, as we say in Tehillim, that before Hashem I have poured out my prayers. So far, so good, right? We have two for two. Yaakov tikkun tefilas arvus. Now, this how we say tikkun tefila was the Gemara's shaila that were, who was masakin it ladiris, or the Gemara's shaila is. Were, the, the Gemara wanted a proof, right? If you the Gemara's words were Rabbi Yisroel Chanina Amar Tefilas Tefilas Avas Tiknum that they were uh, instituted for us, right? Tiknum means that they were masakein, that they were uh, decreed for us. We, you don't see in these psukim that Avram and Yitzchak and we're about to see Yaakov, right? That they instituted. For for Dairis, for generations to come, we see that that's what they did, and therefore we're saying so. We do it. We learn it from them. Um, okay, but uh, the Anshe Knesset Daila said Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov daven, so we're going to daven. But it's not saying. It, it, I, it's just, it almost seems like the Gemara is saying, Tiknum, like they were, I mean, it, it's not referring to Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. Avram Avinu never davened Shachos saying that this is halacha l'adayrus. This is going to be for generations. 
that's something that Anshei Knesset Zagdela, the Chacham, came along and said, we're going to do like Avram Avinu, Yitzhak Avinu, Yaakov Avinu. That's what it seems to me. Um, and what about Yaakov? Myriv, Yaakov, Tikkun Tfilis Arvitz, Shneemar, Vayivka, Vamokayim, Vayilon Sham, he fell asleep, a famous story, by the dream, Vayim Pegiyah, Elat Tfilah, First he dab and shnei mavata al tispal baramazeh baltisu baram rinu tefila baltifka bi. So pegiya means to to dab to Hashem. So so far we have a proof that Avin Yitzchak and Yaakov dab and shachros mincha and mayrev, and they're the first ones to do it, and to, therefore it was able to be instituted later by Avshek Nesar Gedayla for us. That's what I think you have to say. And we'll bring you a raya, a brisa, which seems to support the opinion of Rabbi Shub and Levi. What did Rabbi Shub and Levi say? That the reason why we daven is because of the carbon tamit. Why is it that we said now, Mishnah, earlier we said on Amad Aleph, you have till midday to say daven uh, shachras. Because in the base of Mikdash, they would bring an offering, a daily offering every morning, and morning meant till midday. So we ref- we do the exact uh, thing as that. Rabbi Yehuda, at Where did Rabbi Yehuda's opinion come from in the Mishnah that you only have four hours? Because Rabbi Yehuda said, in fact, that you didn't have till midday in the. <laughs> But rather, you only had four hours. So it turns out, the machloikis of Yehud and the Chachamim, right? And it's not a machloikis about davening. There's no, the machloikis about davening is a machloikis about what the practice was in the Beis HaMikdash. That in the temple, they would bring karbanas, or the majority opinion said they, the, they brought them till Chatzais, they were allowed to bring them till midday. And Behuda held even in the Beis Hamikdash that you were only allowed to bring it till uh, till four hours into the day. So we would know whether they practice like Rabbi Yehuda or not in the Beis Hamikdash, right? Maybe. Similarly, the evening, the afternoon offering was brought till nightfall, and therefore you're allowed to daven mincha till erev. This day, Rabbi Yudayim, I'd plaga mincha, the Rabbi Yudayim says you're only allowed to daven mincha till plaga mincha. Plaga mincha these days is probably around, what time is Shkia? Shkia is five, uh, six-ish. So plaga mincha is probably about 520-ish, something like that, 510. It's an hour, hour and a quarter. Even in Florida, yeah, okay, so... Uh, 4.45, yeah, it would be pretty early, right? It would be pretty early. Uh, you can only have mincha till then. Because that's when the, that's in the, in the base of Mikdash, that's when the second offer, daily offering was brought. Why did he say that the nighttime davening, myriv could be done all night? Also, uh, copycat of what went on in the daily service in the base of Mikdash. Sherevarim upadarim shalaynus akmim be'erev the fats and the limbs that were still on the altar that was still on the mezbeach that had not yet got fully consumed. Kriyim v'halchim kalalayla were allowed to stay there burning all night. 
Ah, so now at this point, it seems very much that the Gemara's uh, really has a matchup for everything that we said in our Mishnah for davening to correspond to the daily offerings in the base of Mikdash. In fact, in Musafim, right, it should also be included. Why is it that we said that Musaf, according to the Tanakama, according to the Cham, you have the whole day? Because you were able to bring Musaf the additional sacrifices on Shabbos and the Chagim all day. Of course, Rabbi Yehuda. Now, this is why in my Mishnah it has Rabbi Yehuda in parentheses on Amaral. But the Gemara seems clearly to understand that Rabbi Yehuda's opinion on Machloikis uh, on Musaf is, uh, is part of Rabbi Yehuda's Shita. Rabbi Yehuda held in the base of Mikdush. Also, you didn't have the whole day, in fact. You only had till, uh, till the seventh hour. Was, he had a difference of opinion as to what happened in the Mishnah Mikdash, or he, he disagreed with the way it was. It I, I, th- I think, the, right, meaning closer to the latter, what you're saying, that what he held, it, it, <coughs> he held that this was the halacha, that the halacha was uh, 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 whether they him like him in the Mishnah Mikdash or not. Um, you know whether they followed that opinion or wherever his opinion uh, Shita was coming from. I don't know, but uh, right, it wasn't a machlekes of what happened. Uh, I don't, I don't believe so. It could be it didn't happen often because they were just not going to do it right away at the earliest time anyway. So it could be it's not the kind of thing. You're you saying it was uh, hypothetical. It never came to a yeah, thing where they did the tummy after plakamincha. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I would love to say that, but. I don't know enough yeah, to uh, cut you. How often do you do musaf? Just <laughs> right nowadays. How often do we do? Are we done with Musa at 2 o'clock in the afternoon? Depends where. I'm not talking about Borough Park. How are you in Florida? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so, so. Okay, so there you go. Um, I think we can hold that. Why? I think we hold that. You can do it all day. Right? That you can do it all day. I think so. We must. We already said you could daven all day. The question is, the reward for davening at the right time. Even no, if even, we held that way, we wouldn't be doing it. If, what do you mean? You, you Meaning, could, there's many, many minyanim that 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 daven musaf after seven seven hours on Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. That's where it had to happen. And Simchas Torah. Must be possible. Musaf's called Yom. Must be. That was important. Okay. Says the Gemara as follows. The Ezohi Mincha Gedayla. Now we're launching into discussion to understand the different times of the afternoon, the different times of Mincha. Ezohi Mincha Gedayla. Now nobody mentioned, right? They never mentioned it. They never mentioned it. Um, so Rashi gives a little bit of Akdam over here on the left hand margin, Mincha Gedayla. You can't, there's actually, a, you can't bring the afternoon offering when it's still too early in the day. It has to be that it's already a time of menucha, of setting. It has to be that there's some sort of indication that the day is already uh, winding down. So after six hours, the sun is already, uh, the rays of the sun is already crossing over after six and a half hours. 
Uh, we didn't mention that previously, but that's uh, that's um, that's what the Gemara is coming to discuss. The Ezer he says the Gemara. So what is considered the small mincha? Um, so that seems to be the the time that they brought the Tamit But Nabayim was already nine and a half hours into the day. Clearly that's considered late afternoon, right? Nine and a half hours out of 12 hours would be late afternoon. Iboy lehu Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda asked the following shaila. Plag, uh, uh, Ibo, uh, I think it's Lir Rabbi Yehuda. One second, you have a change over here? Okay. My fancy Gemara takes out a whole bunch of words over here. Plaga mincha haraina. They take out Iboy lehu. Plaga mincha, I don't know how that's possible, I'll just stick with the regular script. Iboy lehu. Plaga Rabbi Yehuda. Plaga mincha kama kama. Plaga mincha haraina kama. Which plaga mincha? First, you have to know which sheet do you hold, like Rabban Rabbi Yehuda. And then once you hold like Rabbi Yehuda, who said you can only daven uh, mincha till plaga mincha, you have to know which plaga mincha Rabbi Yehuda was talking about. Tashama, the tiny Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda said... What are the two plaga minchas? Um, so... So, uh... Pl- two, two plaga minchas. What? Yeah. That's what it is? Yeah. Uh, let's so at the end of all this discussion, we go back to our original question. Who is the one that, when the Anshay Knesset HaGdola, the Chachamim instituted davening for us, on what basis were they doing it? So were they doing it because of Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov? Or were they instituting a daily davening in place of the daily offerings? At this point, it seems very clearly, based on all this discussion, that our tefillah times correspond to the times of the offerings in the temple. If that's so, then the reason why I would have said the davening was instituted is as a replacement as a correspondent, yeah, but if it's because of Abram and Yitzhak and Yaakov, what difference does the times of the temple make? That's not the reason why I'm davening. I'm davening because Abram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov daven, so I daven. What, but the fact that the Gemara seems to say that our the Mishnah, our Mishnah taught us that the times for our Shemona Esrei have to correspond to the times of the Karbanas, of the daily sacrifice in Beis HaMikdash, are a clear proof that the reason why we were told to daven is a, a replacement or a corresponding to the da, the offerings of the base of Why couldn't it be that Avamus and Yaakov <coughs> were the ones that established it? We're just trying to figure out when to do it. Yeah, that's what. That's you're asking. Yeah, that's what. Uh huh. We don't know from Avamus and Yaakov the pesukim uh, that were brought. But, so that's what really the times were. Yeah. So uh, there's two answers to that question. Number one, let's see the Gemara's parrots because it's very similar. But 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 the problem is that doesn't answer up the Havamina. There has to be a Havamina. So that's why your question still needs something to be said. 
So the Gemara says, "Name a tehavit yufta derbiyasi barchanina." I'm alach derbiyasi barchanina. I will answer you. Laylam emelach tefilas avas tiknom. Of course, the reason why we daven is because of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, because our forefathers did it, and that's why Chazawa masakin for us to do it. Vas machin rabbanan akabanas, and we uh, we we leaned on the karbanas to say that it's going. To, we we and we overlap with the role that the Kabbanas played. Because if you're not going to say that, where do you get Tfilis Musa from? Because who, who, you don't have it from Avim Yitzchak and Yaakov. So there is some sort of hybrid um, source that, of course, it's because of... Um, of course, it's because of Avim Yitzchak and Yaakov, but ultimately, also because of the offerings in the, the daily offerings in the temple, is what also influenced the Anshaknesa Gedela's Takana to daven every day. Um, it's still not clear to me what the Havmina was, why this wasn't Pashat, that it's a hybrid of meanings. Like, what's the Machlaikas at the end of the day? Both opinions acknowledge the other opinion is true. Nobody's going to tell you Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov didn't daven, and nobody's going to tell you that there's zero reflection of our daily offerings, that, uh, the times and the halachas, and the, uh, that, that it doesn't influence what the takana from the Ajakas of was. So it's harder for me to understand what's the base the of the machlekes. When was the Ajakas? When? When? Uh, so when was Tefillah instituted? Yeah, were they davening during the I think time they were a, giving karbanas? I think that's a machlekes, right? Whether they had a formal tefillah at the base of Mikdash, based tefillah chalam, whether it was a formal tefillah or not at the base of Mikdash. But I don't think, it, as far as I remember. Yeah, but that was after, that was already in Gaulus. Let's just finish the daf. Let's just finish the daf. Let's just finish the daf. Rabbi Yehuda Aimer at Arba Shas. Rabbi Yehuda said you have shachos, you have four hours. Ibari Lu. Arba Arba Chalal. I don't matter before you Arba Chalal. Does that mean up to the fourth hour or the fourth hour as well? Tashema. Rabbi Yehuda Aimer at Plaga Mincha. I Amr Fishlam Arba Loy Arba Chalal. In Rabbi Yehuda's opinion about when you can daven Mincha up until Plag. If you tell me that Ad Plaga Mincha means including the time of the Plaga Mincha, so then that's that extra hour and a quarter that you still can daven. And then there's no machlaikas left because it's only an hour and a quarter's time difference. And if you say ad bechlaus, then you can still daven even after that time between plaga mincha and erev. So tomorrow at this point concludes that up till plaga, up till the fourth hour means you do not have the fourth hour to daven according to Rabbi Yehuda. Shkaya.